1: Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Always great to be company for Dwayne's World and for Midday Mandis. We'll, we'll sneak in a call or, or two if you want to jump on the line. one 736 7367 The open line brought to us by Werribee Kia. Magic Millions racing on the Gold Coast. You probably couldn't get a better promo. Oh, look, luckily, no one was hurt, and that's the great thing. But the Magic Millions promotion on the Gold Coast beach when a couple of horses got free. So uh, there was a kerfuffle. It ended up being front page news on the Gold Coast. Uh, No one, as I mentioned, was injured, which is great. But uh, it could have been a lot worse than it was. But in the end, it provided some pretty good publicity. Gareth Hall is going to join us from the Magic Millions on the Gold Coast to tell us the repercussions of it and what's been going on up there. It's been some pretty big numbers pay for some racing stock. So... He's going to join us. Annabelle Sutherland also to have a chat to us as well later on about their T20 squad named for the Australian women to head to South Africa. And if you didn't hear the test squad that's been announced for the four test series in India, 18-man squad for India, haven't read it out during the course of my show, even though Jules read it out a few hours ago. Pat Cummins, Ashton Agar, Scott Boland, Alice Carey, Cam Green, hopefully will be fit for the opening test. Josh Hazelwood. Peter Hamscom, Travis Head, Usman Kawaja, Manas Labashain, Nathan Lyon, Lance Morris. Let's hope he gets a chance to debut at some stage. Todd Murphy has been announced as being part of the squad. Matt Renshaw, Steve Smith, Mitch Stark, uh, Mitch Swepson and Dave Warner. Mitch Stark not available for the first test, but uh, hopefully will be fine after the first test. So essentially they've taken four spinners. So Ashton Agar and... Nathan Lyme were selected as expected. It was just depending on who else they would take. There was a thought that Mitch Wepson was the next in line. He's being taken as well. And Tom Murphy has got the gig. Plus, they've got a couple of part-timers that can roll the arm over if they want. Travis Head, uh, Manus Labershain got it to move a bit in Sydney, even though it was a little bit late. Um, and Steve Smith can bowl a bit. So they've taken a pretty big squad. Raf in Meadow Heights wants to talk about uh, a couple of things that have been floating around. Raf welcome to you. Dwayne, how are you going, buddy? Yeah, good. Thanks. What do you got for us, mate? On your news bulletin, it said that uh, New South Wales won the best street in Australia. I want to know what makes up the best street. Is it the trees? Is it the houses? Can you please help me, Dwayne? Uh, well, which particular street was the best street? I'm not sure what they. Oh, maybe there's there's no litter. Maybe everyone's got their hedges pruned. I'm not sure, Raf. Give me your parameters for for Best Street, and uh, we'll find out if they line up with everybody else's on the text machine, 0433 11 16. If you were judging Best Street, what would you go on? I don't know, maybe, I don't know, pretty trees, I guess. I've got no idea, they're all roads. And I guess maybe expensive houses. <laughs> How's that one sound? Expensive houses, yeah, although where I grew up from, sometimes you marveled at the the ancient car bodies in the front yard that had lawn growing around them, and you'd think, wow, look at that old Zephyr uh, sitting. So maybe it's the the beauty of the antique car bodies that are in the front yard with grass growing around them. What makes a great Australian street? O four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. 98 11 if uh, you'd like to join us. Um, Gareth Hall's about to join us in a matter of a second, so... We'll head to Gareth, but send through your text for 1116 Speaking of text, a couple have come through. Uh, spot on by that last caller. We no longer go to the footy because of all the extra rubbish, in particularly the ridic- ridiculously loud music and other garbage that goes along with it. Too much unnecessary American garbage. That's from Sean, and there's a lot of people in your boat, Sean. So that previous texter has struck a nerve. And Hideaway, Adelaide, and the Giants have not recovered since being smashed in a grand final, James in Mordialik. And, yeah, I would argue that the 2007 demolition job that Geelong did on Port Adelaide knocked them around for a long time. So what it's going to do to the Sydney Swans, we don't know yet. Lance Franklin's going to be a year older. How many games has he got in him and goals has he got in him this season? Uh, That's the issue. So we'll have to keep an eye on that with the Sydney Swans as well. Um, Together with Maccas, we're giving you and a mate the chance to win a trip to Delhi for the second test, Australia v. India, in Feb, all thanks to Maccas. So the last fan-standing quiz is going to happen in about 10 or 15 minutes. So get yourself ready. It's a cricket quiz, obviously, so a heap of quick cricket questions will be throwing your way. Lost in the Wash, also not far away, so join us for Lost in the Wash a little bit later on. And one here thanking Chris Anstey for coming on the show. Uh, Thank you for having Chris Anstey. Looking forward to the Dirk Nowitzki event. That's from Ryan in Cheltenham. Gareth Hall's been good enough to join me, SEN track host. It was one of the great promos in the end for the Gold Coast Millions, um, even though a couple of horses did get away. Gareth, welcome to you. Great to have you on. Gareth, great to be on, mate. Yeah, it was it interesting day yesterday for the
0: barrier draw for the two-year-old classic and also the three-year-old guineas on the beachfront there at Surfers Paradise because... Um, There wasn't too many people really aware that a couple of the thoroughbreds, they have beach races there, it's a tradition now, Um, each Tuesday during the the carnival that they have the the leading jockeys in the country gallop these horses down the beachfront, but um, a couple escaped their riders yesterday, which made for um, pretty interesting discussions um, after that all happened, but thankfully the horses... Um, uh, were caught and uh, nothing wrong with them, and they returned back to their stables after that.
1: So your horses are the priority. I like it, Gareth. Um, what about the jockeys that fell off them? How are they? Oh, they're in the they're on the beach. They're in the water,
0: right. um, <laughs> right. So they went for a bit of a swim. I think um uh, their ego got bruised a little bit, but that's about all, mate. Um, so I think they went trying to chase those horses, but. Those horses galloped away and um, strolled through the streets of Surface Paradise. But, um, yeah, once they were they were caught, um, yeah, they went and had a drink and, and had to back home.
1: So were you there? Did you see? It? I mean, yep. surely was it mayhem when the horses were just crossing the street? So I was on
0: air at the time doing giddy up and, on SEN track, and um, Jane Hawkes, Wayne Hawks's beautiful wife, came up and said, Gareth, you know that these, a couple of these horses have escaped? And then a few people came up to me, um, and I didn't know what was really going on, and then she showed me some footage from her phone, um, not as the riders um, falling off, but those horses escaping. So they were basically in the water, and then they run across to the beach and um, up onto the footpath and then through the street. So um, not many people found out. And Hamish McLaughlin, of course, from Channel 7, he was um, the MC for the barrier drawer and hosting proceedings there. And then he came and joined me after he finished his work. And I told him and he, he couldn't believe it either. So he didn't know. So they kept it under wraps pretty well um, until, obviously, word got out. But um, yeah, there wasn't... Usually you would imagine there would be a little bit of panic um, if a couple of horses got loose. But I don't think people really knew that unless you were there... Um, on the scene watching those horses um, finish off their gallop that they had actually um, escaped from their rider. But, yeah, it was (laughs) glad no one got hurt. The horses didn't get hurt. But, um, yeah, it was an interesting half an hour or so.
1: And I'm sure I got you a couple of front pages, so uh, it's at least let everybody know about the Magic Millions. And the sales are going to bring some pretty big numbers or have brought some pretty big numbers, I'm told.
0: Yeah, they they had... Um, a terrific day yesterday, $36 million and $600,000. Uh, $36 million um, basically was spent by um, investors yesterday, the which is quite extraordinary. Yeah. These sales continue to get um, bigger each, each year. And the average was around 270000 Wayne Hawks and John Hawks and Michael Hawks, they spent $1.65 million on a, on a Colt um, buy. Invincible out of their Golden Slipper winner Moss Fund. So he was the highest price yielding at yesterday's sale. But um, there'll be a host of horses that surpass that magic million dollar barrier over the next four or five days here on the Gold Coast. So um, it's just astonishing the, the money that is spent here um, with people trying to buy their dream, trying to find their next champion. Um, yeah, and they do it really well. Jerry Harvey and... Uh, um, the team there at Magic Millions. It, it's not just about the sales or the, the big race meeting. There's $13 million up for up for grabs there on their race day on Saturday. But it's a celebration of the thoroughbred. And it's one of the, the, the best, biggest equine carnivals now in the world because it's not just about the the, the races. It's, uh, they've got the, the polo on the Sunday. They've got a $1.5 million show jumping competition, which is only eligible to thoroughbred. So it just proves that it's not just horses um, are aboard here not just for racing but they've got careers after they finish off their racing careers.
1: So what are the rich and famous that want to be in the mounting yard and uh, swanning around in the winner's circle during cup week? Uh, What are they after these days? Are they after a cup winner, a distance runner? Are they after a cox plate winner? Are they after something that's quick, something that can take overseas?
0: Well here at these sales we're Australia is known for producing the best sprinters. So, for instance, that Colt that was sold for $1.65 million yesterday um, from Team Hawks, they basically want to win next year's Magic Millions two-year-old classic with $3 million and then win the Golden Slipper. So, they're sprinters. um, It's a quick turnaround. So, you purchase Mm. them in January and they're nearly ready to race maybe at the end of the year um, because they turn two at the start of August. So... Um, that's the plan for the majority of these horses. But you've had horses that have been, um, that have won a, a VRC derby recently, like a horse like a top suit. Um, So there's horses that um, can win middle distance races, um, but mainly they're here um, for their, their sprinting capability. So we, we breed the best, best sprinters in, in the world. And then most of the other, like the Melbourne Cup horses these days have been purchased um, over in Europe because they produce the best days, but our our staying um, quality in this country is improving. Um, but yeah, we're, we're producing the best sprinters of the world. So basically, we're we're looking for you know, they're looking for two-year-olds so they can win a Golden Super next year.
1: So, how much guesswork in it? Gareth? You're in the business, uh, you're SEN track host, and. How much guesswork is in the breeding? I mean, some families are like the Selwoods in racing, I presume. Uh, a family of horses might have three or four really good ones that are brothers, but um, there, there's quite a few that have been across the world of sport that have been superstar yeah. sports people whose brothers and sisters haven't been that good. Yeah, well, racing
0: full of those stories, like Nature Strip, the best breeder in the world, He was no one really wanted him. Um, they were nearly basically giving him away... Um, when he kicked off his career, horses like through these sales that were a bargain price um, that come to mind, Alligator Blood, he was only purchased for $55,000. Um, he won a Magic Millions. He won two group ones last season. So, um, and I think last year and this year in the, the two-year-old Classic, a lot of the horses, at least half the field are under $150,000. Mm. So some horses purchased for $2,000 in the winter sale mm. um, that, Uh, perform better than the horse's purchase for half a million, 600,000. So um, you don't know. It's a bit like going to um, the draft there anyway. So you've got like a a Jordan Ngoi that didn't really come on later on in in his teenage years. Um, So these yearlings can be purchased from here and then they just develop in three or four months and they turn the corner pretty quickly. So it's a a guessing game. Um, There is a little bit of skill choosing these yearlings, but you don't know how big their heart is. And you don't know how much they want to win. So until they can talk, um, we're in a little bit of trouble. You do need a lot of luck, basically.
1: And before I let you go, are we ever going to live in a world where Sydney and Melbourne's racing uh, hierarchy work together or are they going to be at each other for the next however many springs in our lifetime? I
0: don't know. Well, as long as Peter Volani is the, the boss of racing <laughs> New South Wales, he'll be wanting to make sure that New South Wales is the best state Um in Australia and Victoria, um, the same. So I think it worked okay last year. I thought that some of the race meetings, like uh, on Derby Day, I didn't mind the Golden Eagle on the same day as Derby Day. And, and I'm one of those that really enjoy the um, Everest on the same day as the Caulfield Cup. You packed out Caulfield um, last year for the Cup and there was 40,000 people um, at Ramwick. So I think even though there is a rivalry between the two states, the last 12 months, I think it's been great for racing. Um, and if you've got packed houses in Sydney and in Melbourne on the same day watching this wonderful sport, I think it's a positive um, for mine. So, um, yeah, I don't mind the rivalry. It keeps everybody honest.
1: What's the best track to attend, Gareth, uh, in the middle of their sort of peak race period? Is Ramwick better than Flemington or the Valley?
0: They've all got their own charm. The way it's, they've... Mooney Valley, there's something special at the Coliseum there, especially on Cox Plate Day, because you're on top of those horses. And some of Australia's greatest sporting moments have been at the Valley. Um, There's nothing like walking. It's like walking to the MCG when you go to Flemington headquarters for racing in this country. And Ramley's got that special um, romance about it as well. And even when you go to Perth at Ascot, um, when they fill out that place and William Pike is in a difficult position and half of the crowd there have got their money on him to get them out of trouble. And when he bursts through the center in that roar, um, there's no better roar in racing. So I think it's, uh, even in, in a, at, a, at a bush track, um, when they pack out the place at a picnic race meeting... Um, um, there's a there's a great vibe. So it's, I think it's just a personal preference. to mine, I, I think there's nothing like Flemington on, on a big day like a Derby day. It's a special place.
1: And what's got the best party, Gareth, if you didn't even want to watch your horse um, go around? The best
0: party? That's a great question. Moonee Valley's pretty good. I like going out to a few of the country race meetings like um, you head to a country cup or even a picnic race meeting where everybody enjoys themselves. And um, the beers are $5 and the hot dogs are $4. That's my my, my cup of tea. You um, have a good day out. and um, Yeah, so I enjoy getting out to the country areas, mate. But um, if you're winning, the party's good. doesn't matter what track.
1: Yeah, you're preaching to the converted there. I think I've been to about the last 30 Geelong Cups. <laughs> you're, in and, the bird
0: uh... cage. you're in the birdcage. You're in the birdcage and up in the committee room. You're going to come out with us. Some um, battlers there, and I'll, um, I'll tell you the races, mate. We'll have
1: some. We'll have a good time. Hey, I've done it hard in the public ses- section at the valley many a time, Gareth. and I've been in the cab queue after the last <laughs> when you wait two and a half hours for a cab. Don't worry, I've done it hard, uh, Gareth. So I deserve to be, um, you know, in the. In the well, not the committee room. Uh, and I, I deserve to have a stool every now and then. Uh, yeah, i tell you well, what Geelong Cup, Geelong Cup's a ripper, and Yarra Valley, one of the most picturesque racecourses in Victoria yeah. as well. So, there's some beautiful, picturesque courses as well.
0: And everybody, you're from Geelong, everyone loves their hometown cup. And we were at Geelong doing um, our show there um, last Geelong Cup meeting. It was great just to have crowds back, 15,000 people there, and um. Um, the cotton on marquee was pumping. Yep. And, um, yeah, people in Geelong love it. And, you are know, calling Friday Night Football, um, you're the biggest name, one of the biggest names on SEN. So every time you go to the races, just call Hutchie and he'll, he'll deliver a helicopter for you, for you, <laughs> mate. And um, away
1: you go. Well, they took my local race course off me. Cheltenham was my home. That's where I grew up. So uh, they took that off me, unfortunately. Hey, Gareth, great to have a chat to you. Um, I'll let What's you get you, back mate? to the frivolities up there. You, you, you ever been to Cheltenham? When it was in its no, I didn't glory,
0: actually, it was, a little, it was a little bit before my time, mate, um, in Adelaide. But um, yeah, I, I think I've seen some videos of it, and they tell me that they should have never sold it in South Australia. Um, yeah, so um, yeah, I missed that unfortunately.
1: And you're talking about food, the pasty on the way out at Chottenham, yeah. You always kept the dollar, regardless of how much you lost. You made sure you kept the dollar for the pasty, which was steaming hot. It had no yep. meat or vegetable in it at all. It was just a flat pastry, but boy, were well, they good. Uh, good. That's a good question
0: for your audience. When they go to a racetrack or even to their local football club, um, what's the best canteen going around? Um, um, I can't think of one off the top of my head. When I was at Mildura, the salad sandwiches were beautiful there. Um, the, the ladies um, delivered some of the, the most beautiful ham and salad um, salad rolls, and I would just go to the races just to get one of those salad rolls. So, yeah, um, everybody loves their local race club, and, um, yeah, the food's usually terrific, mate. And Team Hawks just walked past, and they've got a little bit left in that $1.65 million <laughs> cult. They asked if you're interested.
1: Uh, I'll tell them to give me a couple. <laughs> yeah, all right, then. We'll give you 5 or 10%. You
0: can afford 200000 like a um, pocket money.
1: Yeah, not quite. Uh, Thanks for the offer, but uh, I'll say no. Gareth, thanks for joining us. Gareth Hall, SEN track host, joining us from the Magic Millions. Uh, What is the best race course in Australia to go to for the picturesque nature of it, the party? Um, I do miss Cheltenham, to be honest. It was one of the great courses uh, in Australia, but uh, I tell you what, the Yarra Valley... Hanging um, Rock, there's some rippers in Victoria as well Need to take a break, I'll read a few of your texts out If you want to join me on that, on the text 0433 1116 Or you want to call in On 300 736 736 And we'll take a few of your calls But the Maccas quiz is next So if you want to jump on that open line You're a chance to win the last man standing quiz for today 1300 736 736 Is the open line number 1300 736 736 Last fan standing quiz next